You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Welcome to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. I'm Jerry and I'm here with my good friend Jacoby and we're having honest conversations and conducting interviews about what really matters most in life and how are we driving to have success without sacrificing what we love the most. On this week's podcast, we're talking about endurance, starting strong, finishing strong. And Jacoby said it earlier before the recording, not being a flash in the pan. Yeah, not being a flash in the pan, right? Starting strong and finishing strong. I think that's like a really, really good concept here because it's it's uh, it's really hard to start. It's easy. I feel like it's easy to start something. And then once that excitement wears off, then, uh, you know, it's hard to finish, to finish it all out. And actually, you know, before we started this, this podcast, I... I really like it. Like we, we were going over the introduction, like multiple, multiple times, right? It's like you start strong and now you finish strong the way you worked through just the introduction on this podcast is like exactly what we're going to be talking about. You know what I mean? So, you know, you started, you start strong. You're like, I'm doing this today. So you got it done today. You know, we had to work through a couple of takes, but you still finished it out strong. And the key though, I like, I just, took something away from what we just did is like, even though you might not feel, you know, as confident whenever you work through that, you still want to finish strong. So what you did is you made a commitment, Hey, I'm going to do the introduction. And then you went ahead and finished it out. Right. And so the next time you do that thing, I know you're going to be better at it the next time you do it. But I think that's like the key concept to like what we're going to be talking about today. Like you committed to doing it, you started it. And then it's like, Oh, this actually isn't going the way I thought it was going to go, but you still finish it out. Right. So you still finish strong. And even though sometimes things don't go the way we want them to go, it's not a matter of them going the way we want them to go, but it's a matter of us actually finishing strong and finishing out on the commitment that we committed to. <laughs> yeah. I, you're, you're spot on. Cause it also just brings up emotion, like all these weird emotions. Like, so as I'm, and so what Jacoby's talking about is the intro. I had to knock that out four or five times. If you're listening to our, if you listen to our podcast regularly, you know, Jacoby does all the intros and uh, uh, we've been kicking around switching that up. And the last couple of weeks, Jacoby's like, Oh, are you doing the intro this week? Are you doing the intro? And I've kind of been bailing on it. So I came into today, like I'm doing the intro, but like three or four takes in all of a sudden, like, I'm like, man, Jacoby does this so much better than I, I do. Maybe he should just do it, man. You know, am I, I'm sitting here wasting Jacoby's time. Cause I, you know, maybe I didn't, you know, I'm all of a sudden I'm feeling like I didn't prepare enough and uh, you know, I wasn't ready. And so like all these emotions, like what does Jacoby think? It's not going to sound as good to everybody on the podcast is what we've been doing. And so it's just weird. So like there was a couple of times as I did it and like, I, I botched it. I'm like, okay, one more time. And then I'm just going to have Jacoby do it one more time. I'm just going to have Jacoby do it. Like, so, but it was like, you're right. You know, just uh, stick to it and then knock it out. 
Yeah. And I definitely wasn't going to do it this time since you had already committed, oh. <laughs> but I think it's a really good point, right? Yeah. It, it's good because this is actually what we're talking about is you made a commitment to do it. And then, you know, we all do this. We like go back in our heads and we're like, oh, can I actually do this? Or maybe I made a mistake. Like I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have decided to do that. And now I look silly. You know what I mean? And so I think it's like a really good teaching point. And even though you did that, like you're helping me with what we're going to go through, you know, you're, you're wondering like, what am I thinking? And honestly, I'm looking at trying to find what the lesson is in that and how I can get better as well, you know? And so I think it's really good because that's what I see in myself. I'm like, I want to do something and then I commit to doing it because it's always easy to say, I want to do something, but do you actually truly commit to something? Have you made a decision to do it? Right. And then once you've made that decision, there's a next step on how are we going to follow through with that? And I think we have to always know that when we're doing something that we have not done before, for one, it's going to be harder than we expect it to be, but it's oftentimes not going to go the way we expect it to go. And so I think the answer, how you answer, how you respond to what happens when things don't go the way you expect them to go, that is like the true magic. That's where like everything happens and that's where you make progress, you know? And so I think that's a great example of like that whole process there, just exactly what we just went through, you know? For sure. And then there's so many things uh, as we're kind of getting ready for this and kind of what, kind of what brought all of this up, not kind of what brought this up. This is what, uh, how we ended up landing on this topic in my head was I started the 75 hard program. Uh, this week. And I had seen a couple people do it. Uh, like our friend, Steve Judkins um, out in Utah, I'd seen he'd gone through and I talked to him about it a little bit a few months ago. And then it popped up on uh, Jimmy Rex's page who we've interviewed on the podcast before and how he went through it. And I actually, I don't think he's done. I think he's, I don't know, 50 days in or something like that. He's been posting on his Instagram. And so in kind of true historic fashion of how Jerry operates is um, I make these huge commitments. I go all in on stuff and I overcommit. Um, it's been a pattern kind of in my life. I look back on a ton of things that I've, I've committed to and I've stuck with and I've worked through it, but there's things that like that I, I don't commit to and um, how this came about was, all right, I'm just doing it. And um, and then I started getting nervous, like, um, and I didn't really, I had brought it up at home. Uh, Holly and I talked about it and she thought I was crazy. Cause if you don't know what 75 hard is, it's, um, it's a program, it's more mindset, but it's physical and mindset. So you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to do two workouts, two 45 minute workouts. And one of them has to be outside. Uh, no alcohol, no cheat meals. You have to read 10 pages a day and you have to follow a diet. And so I'm counting calories and I'm working with a nutritionist on uh, what, how many calories I should have a day right now. We I'm at 2,400 calories for the day. So I'm sticking with that. If you've been around the podcast or you've been around, you know, I've had this, uh, I've been wrestling with my weight for a while. I've uh, lost in the last three years, I've lost 150 pounds and I'm at the exact weight I was when I started the whole thing. So uh, I have figured out how to lose weight. I've just not had a 
I just keep finding it. Um, so anyway, so I jumped in at 75 hard as something to kind of kickstart that. And then I really started getting nervous when I would talk to guys like Jacoby and I'd say, Hey, I'm going to do the 75 hard. And they're like, really? Like, that's hard. I go, yeah, it's in the name. So, and then like, I talked to Sergio and he was, uh, you know, similar, like, dang, you know, all in, huh? So that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's how this, whole, that's how this conversation started. Yeah. It's really, really good. So the 75 hard program, I think is really good. Like you said, I think it's a mental thing more than anything in which that's why I think it's, I think it's so awesome. And when you said you were doing it, all I could think of is like, man, that's a big commitment. Right. And so for me, I don't ever want to start anything without knowing I can't finish it. And I've never had the desire to do 75 hard just because it would, I think it would change my life too much. And I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want to change up that many things to do that. You know what I mean? And so I think it will be really good for you, man. Like getting in all those things, the mental battles that you're going to have to go through and all that. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to see you go through it. So I had a really good friend that went through it and, uh, he's, he's, uh, he loves a challenge, which he would do it come hell or high water. When he commits to something, he's like all in. So it was fun watching him, uh, do it every day and see his little tracker. He did his tracker on Instagram stories. And so every day I looked forward to seeing like the little X's on that, mm-hmm. on that little pad come off. And then when he was done, you know, it was really cool. We actually had dinner with him one night and uh, he was like, man, I still got to get one workout in. And we're like eating dinner. I'm like, I was like, dude, I'll, and he has a gym in his, uh, in his garage. And I was like, dude, go outside, start working out, man. I was like, I'll talk to you while you're working out. I was like, I'm not going to work out with you, but you know, you don't do it. You're not going to do it after I leave. So I'm like, go now, get it, go put your shorts on. So like we were eating, he didn't really eat that much, but he like went out there and worked out and I was just laying on like the medicine ball talking. He's got a TV up there. So I'm like watching TV while he's working out and all that stuff. It was awesome. It was, that's a, yeah, really good. Yesterday was the first day and so last night we had a, it was a memorial service for Holly's uncle who passed away a couple months ago. They were, he was an umpire at the, at this complex in our town for since the mid eighties. And he had run the umpire organization. He had just done a ton of stuff at this field. So last night they were dedicating one of the fields to him. And so we had this service and then we were eating after, and it's like, I'm looking at the clock. It's like, you know, I knew I had to work out to get in and my workout my second outdoor workout for the day was going to be a walk. And so I knew I had to walk for 45 minutes, but it's like eight 30 and, you know, Holly's still chatting and having, you know, I'm not going to disrupt her family time. I mean, this is important time for them. And it's like eight 50. And then I'm thinking, okay, well on the way home, I figured out exactly where I needed was going to have to have her drop me off <laughs> so I could get my walk in home. So we're set. And then it's all of a sudden it's nine o'clock and I'm like, okay, it's going to get dark. And, uh, you know, so then I was just like, all right, I'm going to go walk. And that's how I sent you that picture last night on the softball field. So I went and walked uh, for 45 minutes around the whole complex and got back. By the time I got back to the restaurant, they were ready. To, I mean, that's, they were actually getting up ready to go. So it's just, I had to, you know, it had to become part of my mindset that I needed to get it in and I get it. It's day one. Uh, and it was a lot easier to do, but, I just had to work it in. That's how you got to do it, man. 
It would have been me. I would have been like, hey, man, come. I got to go walk for 45 minutes. I would have grabbed somebody and told them to come walk with me. Yeah. Like, why, why do you want me to walk with you? Yeah. Right, just come on, man. You yeah. know, you can do it. I, yeah. I want to. We need to talk. Anyway, so let's talk about uh, because what we're talking about here is starting strong and finishing strong. Right. So using your 75 hard example, let's use that. How did you come to because I believe what my thought is, is that this is about commitment. This is about making a decision that you're going to do something right. And whenever I think of decision in uh, Tony Robbins book, Awaken the Giant Within, he talks about making decisions and he talks about decision. Part of the word decision, it's decision. Decision is to cut. And so that word means to literally cut off all other options, cut off all other avenues that you can take. And so every time I'm thinking about doing something and I start thinking about other avenues, how I can get out of something or how I can do something, I, ha- I truly know I have not made a decision yet because I have not cut off all the other options for me to do something. And so when you were deciding to do the 75 hard thing, you said you saw it, you saw some other folks that were looking around. I don't remember your exact wordings, but had you already committed to doing that? Had you already made a decision or were you just like, that's a really good idea. That's something I need to do. And then how did you move into like, I have made a decision on this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. Yeah. So I will say this is, when it comes to making decisions in life, uh, historically, Jacoby thinks them through a lot deeper than I do. I've made a lot of decisions where like, I just feel it's the right thing to do. Now, this was a decision because I know like I need to do something almost, you know, with the weight. I don't want to say it's desperation, but almost out of desperation that hey, something's got to get this thing kickstarted. You know, like I've been, like I said, this has been, a three-year conversation, um, you know, and you've been a part of that conversation. And so, I, you know, my thinking is when I, like, I didn't even tell you right away, I was doing 75 hard. And part of that in the mindset side is I'm going to tell him that and he's going to, yeah, right. Like, you know, I don't feel I have, like when it comes to the weight side of things in my health, I don't have, I have not established credibility with you in that arena. Uh, and you've seen me, you know, start and stop, start and stop you know, like, you know, Hey, I'm all in, you know, my blood pressure's up. This is it. You know, I'm, I'm getting after it. And then it just fizzles out. Um, and so how it started was it, you know, I know there had to, there's this idea that I got to have something. And for me, this was something that is going to be hard, challenging. I'm, it's it's going to get me way out of my comfort zone, but it's also like really trackable. Like it's so I know at the end of the day that I had success in the program that I'm trying to work as opposed to if it's just like a diet or eating better or where it's just vague, you know, like it's vague like that. I know that I can't have the cookie. I know that I can't. And, um, and then it just kind of encompassed a lot of the things, you know, I know I need to drink water. Uh, I know I need to eat less calories and I know I need to work out. And so I need to do all those things. Now the, that the hurdle was, well, can I make the commitment to do it five days a week or does it have to be seven? You know, like, so, and then I just saw it and I go, I'm going to, I'm going to get after it. Now I will say when you're talking about that whole, like it, it's to cut off and where there's no other options, I still wrestle with this idea and I'm still working through the mindset that there are other options. Cause let's say I do it like, like here's my, my mentality. 
say I do it for 30 days and then I have an off day. Like, well, I still have all the benefits from it. It's not, you know, so right now I'm still working through that. I'm 100% committed to the 75 days and I don't know that I'm mentally there. Yeah. I think that's super good because that's actually what I was getting to next, because that's what always throws you off. Right. We, I think you're, you are always going to have a time when there's going to come a time in your 75 days that you're either some situation is going to come up where it's almost literally going to be impossible for you to do everything on that list. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I think about. I, I like, I, I think I have, we just did the uh, strength finders, the Gallup strength finders thing. And so it tells you all your strengths or whatever. And I, I think partly the way I'm wired is I can go there mentally and I can put myself there and think about it in that situation. How's it going to feel? What am I going to do? And that's why I don't want to do 75 hard because I'm like, I, I just, I'm, I'm not committed to that. Like I'm just not at the moment. Could I do it? Yes, I could, but I don't want to do it right now. And so those are the things in any situation that we do, right? Even if it's in business, with our family, with our wives, whatever it is, we, there's going to come a time when you can't do something. And the question is, I think there are times when we actually, you know, that happens and then we endure and we do the right thing. And then there are times when that happens and we don't do what we're supposed to do. And now the next question is, how do you talk to yourself, right? Are you a failure because you didn't do that? Or do you just get back on the horse and start back up again? And that's that's like one thing that I am very, very cognizant of is that if that does happen, who cares? It doesn't matter. The, the most important thing after that has happened is how quickly you start over again, right? Because if you stop and then you wallow in what's happened, you'll you'll elongate the time of you starting over again. And so that's one thing that I've worked on is that I know, I know I'm going to fail. And when I do, how do I quickly get back on the horse again? Like when I get bucked off, I want to get right back on. I don't want to get bucked off and like feel sad and down or whatever else, because I know the progress to get back where I'm at is, you know, getting back on the horse again. And so that, that was actually going to be my next question to you is like, if that happens or when that does happen, you know, have you thought about it or, or anything like that? And I think that's the part of finishing strong, right? It's easy to start strong. We're always excited in the beginning, but in between that phase from when we start to when we end, there will always be hard times. There will always be things that'll happen. And so how do you quickly get back on the horse and, and, you know, course correct. And so I think it's good that you're going through those things and, uh, and thinking about them. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm at a point where I would, where I'd get back on the horse quick. I mean, like, I, I mean, obviously I'm day one into this thing, but I'm just looking at it as kind of a big picture. What's scary, what, what scares me about 75 hard or what I don't like, and I think this is part of the motivating factor is they literally have this app and you have to check all the things off. And if you don't do one of those things, I mean, any one of them, and that includes a progress picture. I mean, if you don't do your progress picture for the day, you're supposed to go back to day one. And that and there's story, like if you go on YouTube and you do 75 hard, there's these guys like, I didn't do my progress picture and I had to start over. Like the idea of getting 30, 35 days into this and having to start it over. Like, I mean, October 2nd, that's my day. Like that's what we're going through. And I don't want it to be November 2nd. 
Yeah, for sure. But and it is going to be. It, but it's going to be like you said. There's going to be those days because I travel three times in this time frame. I mean, like I laid out, like I laid out my whole can. Like I printed out a calendar, like for the for the 75 days. And, and I started plugging in everything we have. We had a, a baseball tournament in Cincinnati and travel parents, you know, there's alcohol always involved. Um, you know, so I've committed not to do it. We're going to be in Dallas for EXP and, you know, the meals and hanging out and going to funnel hacking live in September in Orlando. So those three things I've got to figure out, you know, one, when you're at, hotels i think it's pretty easy to eat healthy healthier i mean there's some there's always good options for you Um, so i'm not worried about the eating part of it but it's the i gotta get two workouts in and be on the road you know for those three weeks and that's a you know that i've got that we've got to think about that we got to plan for that and so yeah so there are the uh, you know there's all these things that i've thought about and then there's the things i haven't thought about always yeah the other thing that I was thinking about as we start, as we were thinking about getting ready for this episode is um, just whenever you're starting, I always, we always bring up the concept of uh, begin with the end in mind. Right. And a lot of my growth journey always starts out with Tony Robbins. And so I did some Tony Robbins coaching with them. And uh, one of the coaches, uh, the one concept that I thought he, that he really helped me out with that I thought was really good. And also Grant Cardone, he had, he deals with the same concept as well, but whenever you have a goal or something you want to do or something like that, you have to make it like really enticing, something that you really, really want. And a lot of people talk about this. So Kevin, Kevin Ward, our other coach talked about it as well. He talked, he called it your burning desire because he got it from, um, uh, think and grow rich, Napoleon Hill, right? Napoleon Hill calls it your burning desire. Basically why you do what you do. And what this coach with Tony Robbins told me is he, he was like, we've got to, what do you want to, he's like, what do you want to do? Like, what is your in business? What do you want to be? How do you want to, what goals do you have? And I started talking to him and I have like these, I had these ideas and a lot of times they were based off what somebody else had done. And he just said, he was like, you have to make your dreams and your goals. He said, sexy, like you have to make them so sexy that you just desire after them. Right. And so Grant Cardone has a book called, it's called be obsessed or be average. And I think a lot of times we think of obsession and those things as a bad thing, but in the end, I think it's a really good concept. We have to make our goals so great to us. Like we have to make it that we want them so bad that there's no other way that we can't live without them. Right. And I think that's the other thing that can help draw you to your goal as opposed to you just fighting for your goal. And I think that'll also help us like finish strong as well. And so that was just like one of the concepts that I really was thinking about as we uh, were getting ready for this. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that like, that's the the direction you're going. Cause there's, you know, obviously there's all kinds of great stuff to be healthier. One, I'm going to feel better. My knees are going to feel better. You know, I'm still, uh, as you know, you know, I had COVID pretty hard at the beginning of the year and I still feel it in my chest. Like my chest still gets tight. I don't get that deep breath in, you know, there's, there's a lot of health reasons. That's for sure. Get better rates on life insurance and, uh, you know, kind of stick my, you know, be around longer. Um, but the one thing I think is like the biggest goal that I have in the weight is, uh, I work out at this gym called Barwis. 
And uh, I happened to, I know the CEO there and I, I don't know that this was a gym that like I, you know, somebody like me would go find because there's collegiate athletes and professional athletes. And like, as an example, yesterday was my first day back in the gym and went in the morning and it was me and five Red Wings, you know, five professional hockey players in the gym. Like, so, I mean, they're off doing their thing and we didn't work out together, obviously, but, but it just, but so I work out this gym barwis. And so I bought an extra large shirt because I don't want to own any barwis gear until I can wear that extra large shirt. Like, so that's the one thing that uh, I would say, like, that's, that's the biggest thing, because if I can do that, then I know so many other things will be attained from being able to accomplish that. Yeah. It's really, really good, man. Really good. So I got this, uh, man, I took 30 days off from jujitsu. And so, uh, getting started back up again and finishing strong, it it got me started. It got me thinking about that again as well. And so working out for me, isn't a hard thing. So, because I've, I've literally worked out my whole life. And so it's just a part of who I am, which is probably why 75 hard is really good because it takes about, I think it takes 60 days, about 60 days to build a habit. And my assumption is that's probably why he uh, built the program around 75 days or whatever. But uh, I literally was, I was doing jujitsu at least five days a week. Right. And so I just stopped and now getting back started doing the, doing jujitsu again is really easy just because I love it. I love being around all the guys and everybody that's there. I love jujitsu and the mental thing from it. But the hardest part has been, I lost all my cardio Right. And so I've done it so many times though. I know like car, your cardio is actually probably the easiest thing to get back. Uh, once you've lost it, it takes a little bit of time and it's hard, uh, when it happens, but it's just mentally draining on you. Right. And so when I was, when I was rolling before, before I stopped doing jujitsu or my, whatever you want to call it, my fast or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. My sabbatical or my break. I never had to worry about getting tired and getting tired is mentally taxing. So if you already don't know what to do when you're put in a situation, add being exhausted to it and it just feels like death. And so now when I'm rolling, I've got two battles in my head. You know, I got a battle of uh, trying to figure out how to, how to outmaneuver someone and then also figuring out how to keep my energy uh, enough to where I'm not going to die because if I run out of energy, I definitely am going to die. And so it's a mental battle and it's a physical battle as well. And so that's, uh, but my point is, is like, it's hard to stay in the fight. Right. And so, you know, when you're getting started, it's easy to get started. And then like now I'm having these mental battles of my, my conditioning as well. And so that makes it, that makes it really hard. So, you know, you're coming up against these, all these things that are telling you to quit, slow down, not do this. And so, and I actually like that. I like to embrace it. So. So why did you stop? Why did, why did you decide to take 30 days off? Uh, I took, I decided to take it off because, you know, for, for me last year, I kind of just hung out uh, with work and stuff, you know, as far as selling houses, hung out with the family, did a lot of jujitsu stuff. And I feel like I, I, the time I went to a lot, a lot of tournaments and I think my, my business didn't suffer. It was just a decision that I made, right. A decision for me to, to go. And so 
business is set up differently now, but um, I just wanted to make sure I was doing for one, I was doing what I was doing for the right reasons. And then I, I also felt like, you know, honestly, it was, I felt like the Lord told me to, to take some time off. It was like, Hey, take some time off and um, rest in me. And then also, you know, focus on some other things. So that's, that's actually the real answer, the real answer to it. And then it, it also gave me some time to like sit back and think about how I want my business run and just to get time to, to kind of sit back and think of how things need to be. I didn't really explain that very well, but it just gave me some space to, to think about how, how things need to be set up. So, yeah, for sure. So if I am gone, for instance, wanting to go to uh, a jujitsu tournament or something like that, you know, can we still, can we still operate without me there? And so that's, I've always said that, but I haven't always, I haven't been able to make that connection and execute it. And so we're moving towards, we're moving towards that right now. So, and I'm actually going out of town next week and it's going to be great because now we got our, Ashley is my assistant. She's, she's working everything and she's going to, she's going to be able to run everything. So it's really good. That's awesome. That's yes, sir. Get away and not have to worry about it all. Yeah. So you had said something earlier that I wanted to, and you just kind of skated through it, but you had talked about how when you look at something and you're making a commitment to something, you are sure that you can complete it. So if you commit to it, you're sure you can complete it. Cause I'm not at a point where like I'm where I've got a hundred percent confidence. I can complete 75 hard. I don't know. But to me, so is that like, there's two ways to look at it. One, you just either work through it until you get yourself to know that you can complete it. Or uh, is that just, you're only wanting to take on things that you know you can complete. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. And I think it's, so that's what I was going to say. I think it's a blessing and a curse, right? I don't think we were talking about earlier. What was the quote you're saying? We underestimate and then we overestimate. What was that quote? Yeah, I think it's, I, and I'm going to hack it up a little bit, but Tony Robbins said something along the lines of we way overestimate what we can do in six months and way underestimate what we can get done in 20 years. Yeah. And so I think that's absolutely true. And a lot of times for me, so we did that, we're doing the strength finders, right. And my, my top strength is self-assurance, which, you know, I I know I can get, and one of my other top ones is focus. And so I focus and I'm self-assured whenever I do something, I know that it's going to get done or that I can do it or how I believe it to be, it is. And so I think partly that's just how I'm wired, but I read a book, it was on neuro-linguistic programming. And sometimes that stuff can kind of get kind of woo-woo, like (laughs) crazy. But one of the concepts in there that I really liked is it was just talking about like, I really like to, um, I'm futuristic as well. And so I like to look into the future. Uh, I don't look at the past a lot and I I stay in the present pretty well as well, but I'm always looking to the future and how I can make things better and, and do that sort of thing. And so there, um, I, we imagine things in images, right? So whenever something happens or you speak about something, you can see that in your brain. Like you can see it, you can imagine it. And even if you can't, even if you've never done something, you can still 
imagine that it could happen. And so that's, that's just what I do. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying, but they gave this, they gave this example of writing your name in the sand in a certain place. And so I'm just going to say like Tahiti or something. Do you know that you could go to Tahiti and write your name in the sand with your left hand? So I'm right-handed. I know I could at least write with my left hand and could do it. And so I know that can happen. I know I can get on a plane. I know I can fly there. I know I can be on the beach and I know I can write my name with my left hand. I've never done it, but I can see myself doing that, you know, because of all the things that, that, that are possible in the world today. And I think it's the same way with anything that we do. So if you look like jujitsu, I want to be a world champion. I can imagine myself being a world champion. I see myself on the podium. I see myself there. I see myself doing matches, winning my first match, my second match, my third match. And then when that's done, walking to the podium and then putting the medal on my head, I can actually picture those things. I can date, you know, it's like daydreaming or anything else. So I can do that. And me personally, I play those things over and over and over again in my head. And so I think it's the same thing with like 75 hard or if I was going to do 75 hard, that would be the same thing I would do is, can I do, it is possible, I guess is what I would say. It's a hundred percent possible for me to do it. The only question is, am I committed to doing that? Am I willing to do the work to do it? And I can do the work to do it. Like I already know, you already know you can drink 120, whatever a gallon is 128 ounces or 125 ounces of water a day. Can you do that? Yes, you can. Can you walk or do your two exercises for 45 minutes a day? Yes, you can. Like it's not physically impossible for you to do that. Can you read 10 pages? Yes. I can visualize myself reading 10 pages. I can visualize myself drinking the water. I can visualize myself doing that. And so what I would do, which is why I like to meditate and do things in the morning is I visualize, I think about it. I dream about it. I'm dreaming up these things. And, um, that's how I kind of get to that point is like, I can see myself doing it. And if I can see myself doing it for myself, it's already done. You know, it's just a matter of following that out. Yes. Uh, you had said when you were going through that, I, I want to be a world champion in jujitsu. I remember when you first started jujitsu and you said that, and I'm like, that's pretty ballsy. You know, like, cause you, I mean, literally had just started and I know, and I didn't know a ton about jujitsu or tournaments or how any that works. And, but I knew that Polly was a world champ and I knew Polly had been doing it 15 years. And then I thought that was pretty confident of you. Yeah, for sure. So, and I don't know well, if Polly's won a world championship yet. Uh, maybe it's the Pan Am. He's won a Pan, Pan okay. championship. We'll okay, have we'll, we'll have to check with him. We'll have to get He'll him. definitely let me know if he's won a world championship or yeah. not, though. <laughs> there yeah. is a uh, there's a song that I like. Man, I'm trying to find it right now, and it's actually called. It's by Kevin Rudolph. It's called "I Made It," and I listen to that song all the time. And it says uh, like the verse is something like. I look up to the sky and now the world is mine. I've known it all my life. I made it. I made it. And so I'll often play that song and I'll just think about the things that I want to do. And I've like already put myself there, right? I've already put myself there. And so I think about myself and what it's going to feel like. So like I can, I think of myself like on top of the podium as a world champion and all my friends are like around me and they're like, this is awesome. They've helped me get here. 
And then I'm playing this song in my head. Like I look up to the sky and now the world is mine. I've known it all my life. I've made it. I've made it. And then, um, so I just, that's why I love that song is I like, just think about the, and the emotions too. Like I think about the emotions that I'm going to have, like how awesome is this going to be? Mm-hmm. And you hear people talk about that all the time. Right. So we had Jimmy Pedro come and talk to us at jujitsu. He's like a judo world champ or he, a judo Olympian. And he's also a coach. He's a gold medal coach, uh, for two, I can't remember how many Olympians, but he's coached the first American judo gold medalist for America. And he basically says like when he made it to the Olympics, he's like, I've been here before, you know? And it's because he had already played that out in his head. And if you know that, and you know, you can do something, your body will react to that. Like we build those, those pathways, those neural pathways and all that, you know? And so your body's going to do what your mind thinks it can do and where it can go. So I just play tricks on my mind. We've already done this. We've already been here, you know? And that's why coaches always say, they go act like you've been here before. And the reason why they say that is because don't act surprised that you're, that you're in this spot. Like you, you act like you've been there before. Well, what does that mean? Well, I've played it so much in my head that I think I've been there before. I like fool myself. Yeah. It's crazy. The power in how you can trick your mind and, into doing different things uh, and how you have that visualization that I think about the, uh, the Jordan um, documentary. Um, what was that? The, the last dance. Yeah. And time after time, after time, like there's all these stories of Jordan. I've heard the stories of, about how this coach didn't like me or that player said this to me and he made all that up. Like he made it up. Coach hated him because he wanted to go beat him the next night. And so he, he told himself in his head that he's got it out against me. And that's the, where this whole, like they have a chip on their shoulder, you know, that whole idea. Uh, The other person plays very little role in that. You know, it was just Jordan taking what he wanted to believe to be true and using that as motivation. And I mean, it was, it was weird how, I mean, there's a good six, eight, 10 instances in that through that series or through that series where that's how it came up. And that's the same, you know, it's the same power, that same mental power that you're using to visualize being there. I'm curious if uh, when you talk about how you can visualize it, do you, um, and man, I can't even believe I'm completely drawing a blank on it. Do you have... Um, where Kevin always had him, the I am, like, you know, I am a yes master. I am, what are those? Oh, incantations. Yeah. Have you ever done any of that? I have. I have yeah. done that. I wasn't, I'm not a fan of incantations. And so Tony Robbins does a lot of that too. Yeah. But I do think that is, I do think that's really powerful. I've used them before. So I don't really know how, how much, uh, how much, power they've had, I guess I would say in my life, but I, I don't feel like I need to say it out loud for me to know it. I can just, I can just, I just do it internally. So I already know I'm the best. The thing is, it's funny. I pulled a lot from Michael Jordan's story. The thing that, that is crazy to me is, and it used to be a lie that I used to believe is that like Michael Jordan was born with the greatest skills or whatever else, like how does Michael Jordan become the best basketball player in the world when he got cut from his high school team 
in in high school. Like yeah. the best basketball player, that doesn't happen to them. You know, he's an ordinary guy. Like, yes, he's talented for sure. So I'm not taking that away from him, but I don't think he was any different than any other person that was in the NBA when he was in high school. Like he got cut, you know? And so, but what changed is his mentality on things and exactly what you're saying. And everybody uses their story. It's basically his story, what he's telling himself. If you can learn how to use your story to help get you where you want to go, then that's where the power is. And that's what I do is I've, I've, I figured out the person that I want to be, you know, I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to be the best dad I can be. I want to be the best friend I can be. I want to be the best, whatever it is. And I figure out what those qualities are. And then I, I have to be those. So how do I, how do I create an environment for me to be that person? And then I just stick, I just stick to that, you know? And so that was a really big story for me. I remember where I was when I realized that I was sitting at a light at Midkiff and Andrews Highway here in Midland. I still remember, like, this is what I'm saying. You like have, you, you think of things in images. Like I could see myself sitting in my truck at Midkiff and Andrews Highway, listening to uh, Tim Grover on, on Relentless. He's talking about Relentless. Yep. Uh, and I was like, man, I was like the greatest basketball player on earth got cut. Like the only person you couldn't say that about really is like LeBron James. LeBron James has always been good, right? But he's only one guy. Like there's one guy out of everyone who's like, who's considered the best and he's been the best forever. Like he's always been the best. But Kobe Bryant talks about it as well. He was not, he talks about his story about how he had the um, little magazine and all the players that they had before him and he X'd them off. Like when he played them or whatever else, you know, it's like, he wasn't always the best, but he's got a mentality now that made him the best, you know? And so that's kind of the key thing that I see. I almost think that helps in that, where I think that's probably hindered LeBron. And I mean, this could be debated. This is just definitely my opinion. But if he had the, the drive and the hunger that I think that Michael and Kobe had, what he could have done, I think is would far exceed what he's done. And I'm not dismissing what he's done because he's, you know, he's accomplished a lot in basketball, but he's, since we've heard of LeBron since middle school, he has been the best. He's been catered to and taken care of and propped up the whole way. And I think that has done a disservice to what his potential could have been. Yeah. And I think he is at his potential, right? It's, un, it's unfortunate because he, you all, we always compare people and we always do that. But honestly, I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but I think he's the best. I personally think he's the best player that's ever played, you know, because of his God given ability. I also think he works, he does work hard, you know? Right. And so it's hard to say things about him because he has great ability and he still works hard and he still, I mean, he does a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know? And so because of the comparisons and all that stuff, you know, it's, it makes it really hard, but he could probably be so much greater if he had that mentality of Michael Jordan or whatever, but he'll never have that because he didn't have those experiences. He never had to go through that. He's never, he's never been cut, you know? And so we could say the same thing about Michael Jordan too. Like if he would have just lived into his, you know, his, talents and abilities he would have never gotten cut or whatever else it's just from the lens that we look at it but 
I'll qualify my statement with I don't watch any basketball. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a good it's a good metaphor for like um how we can endure and overcome things, which I think is is really good. So so that's the that endure word. That's the word we started with. And I think that's the word we need to finish with. So it's this endurance. We've talked a lot about getting started and kind of staying uh in the lane, but you know, what does it look like? Uh, it's that quote from Inky Johnson. Um, Commitment is staying true to what you said you would do long after the mood you set it in is left. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, and I, and I know there's going to be a day, whether it's day two, four, seven, whatever day, that, you know, I'm not going to be in the mood and I'm going to have to work through that. And so how is it that we endure? What are what are we focusing on? What are we, you know, uh, what are we trying? Are there tricks? You know, just things like that. Um, for me, endurance is you just really need to stay. And that's why I like the 75 hard because it's specific. Like I, it's a pass or a fail. It's black or white. I know uh, exactly if I did what I was supposed to do today and, and then it was a pass. And so I think that's the one thing um, I like about 75 hard uh, for in, in my instance. And so I think that's the part um, that I have clarity on what the goal is and that's going to help me with the endurance. And that goes back to having your plan, knowing what you want the end to look like. And it's just having clarity for me. That's, that's how you get success over a long period of time is having clarity on what you're moving towards. Yeah. And it's so many of the concepts that we always talk about, right? Knowing what you want, beginning with the end in mind, and then, you know, you've also, there's a few other things that we haven't spoken about today that are also a factor too, is like your environment, you know, mm -hmm. are you setting it up in an environment that you can be successful in as well, which another great book is it's, willpower doesn't work. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, willpower is, you know, you, you have to recharge it and that, that sort of thing too. And so that's really good in the beginning because that's what gets you started, right? Your emotion gets you started. Your emotion gets you put into motion. But then when that emotion runs out, then what comes next, which is, I think, where a lot of people fall off from. And so all of these things that we've spoken about are all factors in how you finish strong. And then, you know, beginning, obviously, starting strong is, I think, the easiest part. And then, you know, how you finish. But these are all factors in how you do that. And then you also have to know yourself, what areas are you going to need help in the most? you know, and then you, you get help in covering those areas as well. It's true. So it kind of, uh, brings it home and, uh, here we are, uh, day two, what's it? It's July here. The day we're recording is actually what July, what are we? 21st, um, day two, I have to go to October 2nd. Uh, so by the time this airs, uh, we'll keep posted on, uh, Facebook on how I'm doing. Uh, you'll also see, I'm not where I'm not sure where I'm at on this uh, the sharing it on Instagram part. Everybody, uh, if you're listening, if you're I'm listening sure to this episode, yeah. everybody, if you're listening to this episode, go check out Jerry's stories on Instagram. He'll yeah. be posting his progress on <laughs> 75 hard. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I got my one check, my one red check, and um, I, I'm on. But I felt great. That was awesome. Like I really felt good yesterday when I was able to boom and and hit it and got off to a good start today and I got a good plan in place. I've got at this point, I've got my environment set up and I got some support 
I've shared it with some people that are, you know, that are real important to me, um, including my kids. And that was probably of everybody I shared it with, that was the most pressure was sharing it with my kids and, you know, to keep this thing moving forward. It's good, man. I love it. I'm, uh, I'm excited for you to see how it goes and, um, we're going to make it through. So yeah, we'll get it really good. Um, now we're going to take time for our feature time to invest. All right. Welcome to time to invest here, our feature for the podcast. And on this episode, I have a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I actually think we have spoken about this topic before, uh, in the feature, but I think it's that important that it needs to be reiterated once again. And one thing I want to talk about is the concept of whenever you get into an investment, particularly real estate, you you make your money when you buy. You make your money on the purchase. Whenever you enter into an investment, that's when you make your money. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you might hear uh, Jerry and myself talk about wholesaling real estate. And one of the reasons why they call wholesaling real estate, one of the reasons why they call it wholesaling is because the price you get the property at is a discounted price. Normally, when you buy something at a wholesale price, you know that it's going to be cheaper than the retail price. And most of the time, wholesalers get a better purchase price because they're usually buying a product in order to resell the product. And when they buy the product, they usually buy it in bulk. And so when somebody buys something in bulk, whoever makes the product will give you a discount on it because they need that that big uh, quantity purchase in order to make money. And so that's kind of how it works. And so it's the same way in real estate. Even if you're buying anything that you're buying in real estate, if it's an investment property, if it's your own property that you're buying to live in, you want to buy that property at the lowest price that you can. That's why price is so, so important. And then that way, you know, if you buy it at a discount or if you buy it at a discounted price, you know that you are going to be able to sell that asset as long as the market responds how you expect it to respond, right? And so um, purchasing your purchasing your property at a discount is very, very important. And if you're fixing the property, that's going to be a, that's going to allow you to build equity into the property while you um, uh, when you purchase it. So you'll purchase the property at a discount. Uh, fix it up, which will force appreciation. That's what we call forced appreciation. And then you can sell it at a better price. If you buy a house, if you buy any investment at the retail price and you're only wishing for appreciation, most investors call that gambling. So you're not investing, you're gambling. Unless you have some type of information on the market, or you can manipulate the market in order for it to do what you want it to do. And that is not really possible in real estate, at least from what I know. And so the the most important factor here is, right, make sure you buy your investments at a discount. Make sure you're buying your investments at a wholesale price, meaning not a retail price. This is the other reason why this is the other reason why 
the bank, when you get a loan, they make you put down at least 5%. And then if it's a secondary home, they make you put down 20%. Because if you default, now the bank has basically bought that house at a discount. Does that make sense? And so that's why they make you pay down the note or they make you put a certain amount down. So if you default, they don't want the house. They want to sell it and they know that they can sell it and get their money back. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this feature for today, buying at a wholesale price or at a discount. All right. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the uh, feature there, time to invest. And so just want to say thank you all for, for, uh, being with us on this episode of the podcast, on this episode for the podcast, we had a really good time uh, recording this one, starting strong and finishing strong, right? And so, really, where this topic came from is Jerry starting the seventy-five hard challenge and um, getting into that and committing through that. So we talked a little bit about commitment and working through those things, and also you're going to have sticking points. You're going to have points where uh, things are going to get hard. And how do you respond to those? And so I think that's one of the key points into finishing strong. We spoke about that we feel as though starting strong is is really the easiest point, but you've got to commit and you've got to make a decision. So we talked about what is a decision to cut off all other avenues of possibility whenever you're doing something. We had quite a few resources here. So 75 hard is one. Encourage you to take a look at that if you uh, want a mental challenge, physical challenge, and all that. That is a good program uh, for you to get into. We talked about be obsessed or be average by Grant Cardone, and uh, willpower doesn't work. And also Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins has a lot of resources. That's a lot of where my mentality comes from from working with uh, Tony and his team of folks, and then also. Um, uh, awakening the giant within. And so uh, those are some resources. We'll have those in the show notes. As always, if you want to connect with us, you can connect with us in our Facebook group. It is success without sacrifice. And we'd also love to hear from you and what you're getting out of the podcast as well. And uh, you can also leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast at. We appreciate it. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes. 